This is the Pulse of Healthcare, broadcast from the Ovation Health Studios. Our podcast targets the challenges surrounding healthcare today in the United States. Our host, Dr. John McCormick, an expert in the industry, offers common sense and pioneering solutions for the future of healthcare. And good morning and welcome to the Pulse of Healthcare. This is Dr. John McCormick and today I'm with Virginia. She's the head of my claims department and we're going to kind of continue our series of meeting the staff here that works at Ovation Health, Patient Preservation Cooperative. We're just kind of have a nice casual conversation about, you know, who she is, what we're doing and and just kind of ask her for her thoughts on a few things. So Virginia, take a second, just kind of introduce yourself. Hello. Good morning. Um, I'm Virginia Victor. <laughs> In the healthcare field for 30 plus years. So I've seen it from when it was basically paper and a few electronics to the full online capabilities that it is now, as well as I would say the detailed of things. Time changes, you get more and more and more detailed than what it used to be. So it's been an interesting time. So You know, we talk a lot about transparency and price transparency and those kinds of things. And and what we know is that, kind of to your point you just made, that the medical coding has evolved significantly over the last 30 years. And, And just in your opinion, is that better or worse? I would say overall it's better. Um because it used to be in the past, you just go in for it, for an example, a broken finger, right? Mm-hmm. And it used to be what part of the finger, what finger, what hand, you know, but now it's what part and where in what part. So, for example, looking at your first finger, say it's the middle joint. Is it the bottom part of the middle joint or the upper part of the middle joint? To that detail. So, from a, from a data analysis, quote-unquote, side, uh, you know, having more detail in the claims uh, from a medical perspective is probably a good thing because that means the next doctor or the next treating physician can then go back and really analyze very specifically what what the member had undergone. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Right. What do you think that impact is now on the doctors? Because what I hear from physicians is, you know, the billing and the coding, it's so intricate and it takes up so much time that it's actually, uh, you know, not a good thing because they're spending more time doing paperwork than they are doing treatment. Yes, the, between the amount of classes they have to attend anyways to keep up with their credentials, knowing because every year the codes do change or the powers that be, add more codes or more details to the codes. Like I said, it used to be, you could say, okay, I broke my first finger on my left hand and that was the end of it. You know, now it's, you know, the second joint 
on the bottom part of the first finger of the right hand. You know, it can go even further than that to where is it in the middle? Is it another one? Is it a, a full break? Is it just a fracture? Did it split in a certain way? It right. can get down to that detail. Wow. Well, you know, and, and, and I just full transparency, I don't actually go back and scrutinize the claims because they would make my eyes bleed, you know, and that's why I rely on great people like Virginia that's kind of had a head and a mind for this kind of stuff. You know, uh, you know, unfortunately, what we know through news reports and unfortunately lawsuits with some of the major carriers and things like that, a lot of the other carriers are using AI and other components to, I'm going to say, automatically reject first claims when they come in. And, you know, kind of using a level of detail against them. It's like, oh, well, you didn't code this exactly the right way, and therefore we reject the claim as not a, and in the business we call that a clean claim. So if it's a clean claim, the plan is supposed to pay for it right away, and there's a certain amount of time they have to do that. But if they reject it, then that starts the process all over again. And if you're a provider or a facility, that means you're effectively having to pay to process this claim twice or sometimes three times, you know. And that gets very arduous and very expensive. And I think part of the reason that health care costs from the administrative side continue to go up because we're, you know, the, the facilities, the hospitals, the doctors are having to pay people to process claims, you know, two, three, four times just to get paid, you know, the same as or less than now technically than their original billing. What's your experience with Ovation Health when it comes to those kind of things? And, you know, and I know we do scrutinize the claims because we want them to be accurate. But, but what do you think our rejection rate is or, or things like that? I would say our overall rejection rate is minimum, probably less than roughly about 5% Mm -hmm. because we have stressed to the provider so much that it needs to be a clean. But it's not just us in regards to a clean claim. It's across the board. It needs to be a clean claim. So when a claim does get denied for whatever reason, um, and I speak with the providers, I tell them, okay, for example, I've got a, a particular claim that's missing pertinent information required for this claim. You know, they didn't understand why it was done. It's a requirement that this information be on there. Oh, so all of our claims are rejected for that. Yes, and we have told you that on the EOB. Mm-hmm. I am telling you that as well on the phone. I have sent a letter what needs to be done, you can send a corrected claim that has that information on it and we'll have no problem reviewing and reprocessing the claim, but it has to have that information. See, that's really interesting because, you know, gosh, it's probably been a few months ago now. One of the things that um, I read with another one of the major carriers is they had a deficiency in their feedback loop with the EOBs when they were rejecting these claims that they were not clearly telling the provider what was wrong. So the provider was really just guessing. I don't know how to fix this. You know, I, I, they're just, you know, so it, that's part of that repetitive. I had to send it in twice, three times, four times. 
You know, so one of the things that you're saying, and if I'm hearing you right, is we proactively engage with our providers and facilities and say, hey, look, we noticed that you're not doing this the right way. Let us help you. Right? I know another thing that we do is we do a lot of single case agreements and advanced bundled services and things like that. So do you think that plays a big role in us being able to get process and, and move claims out very quickly? Yes, as well as the relationship we have with our members, because we are very hands-on with our members. Um, I know personally a ton of members that we have personally spoken with, that I have personally spoken with, that will either help us or make sure the provider that they are visiting, seeing, follows all the instructions that are given. So that really goes back to a lot of things that I've talked about, you know, and what I think kind of sets Ovation Health apart is that we invest time to make our members better, smarter consumers of healthcare. You know, so they're not just wandering into the healthcare system, if you will, you know, and then not understanding why something did or did not get paid. Exactly. Exactly. So... You said you've been here uh, in the in the space for about 30 years. You've been with us just a little over a year, all right, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> so what's different? What's different about working for Ovation Health than maybe some of your previous employers? Smaller, family-oriented. I'm not – I don't have to, uh, for lack of a better term – fight and jump and climb over hurdles and walls on something minor, waiting for bosses to say, managers, team leads, supervisors, whatever, to say, okay, send an email here or send it to me so I can send it on. You know, I'm in, in charge of what needs to be done, and if I have a question or an issue, I can go down the hall two doors down to go talk to who I need to talk to about it and not have to wait on a response. So it's so it's really about personal empowerment, I yes. think. You know, that you are not only assigned to your role, but you're also in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you get to make decisions and act within that space and uh, without being micromanaged. Exactly. If you will. Exactly. You know, and I, you know, I, I and the fact that we all communicate with each other in regards to things. So if there's something that, you know, maybe member services or patient advocates aren't fully sure of, they'll come talk to us and vice versa. If we have a member that we're talking to that may have an upcoming procedure or needs to be seen for something or even has an emergency room visit claim come in that we didn't know about, you know, go talk to them. Hey, y'all, y'all may want to call this member and check on them see how they're doing or see if we need to get them scheduled with a specialist or someone else. You know, it's, it's that, that closeness that it's just down the hall. We don't have to ask permission. We can take care of it ourselves and everyone's fine working together. That's awesome. You know, and I just think internal feedback loops like that 
are so important, not only just for the for our own internal office environment right. and things like that, but I, I think that that has a lot to do with how we can interface with members. You know, over by time that I've done this, you know, and, and it's not that we don't get complaints. Of course we do. I mean, you know, unfortunately, the quote-unquote plan is the bad guy, right? And, and we... We have an internal slogan. Y'all have heard me say it before. We say we don't say no. We say not that way. And that's because we want to make people smart consumers and not, you know, throw money out the door, which is kind of silly. Um, but what we do want to do is make people smarter about that and be proactive and make sure that they have all the continuity of care that they need. And our ability to, as Virginia said, walk down the hall engage with the team that does that kind of service and make sure that the right follow-up is happening. That's a key part. And and we know for the members that engage with us proactively and treat us like the concierge plan that we are, they have great experience. You know, those that kind of wander out there in the wilderness by themselves, you know, when they come back to us, they generally have a great experience, but their initial experience might not be so good because they're out there on their own and they're not engaging in that smart, savvy way that we could help them do that. And that's always going to be a constant hurdle. I mean, the companies we work with are hiring new people all the time. They oftentimes don't get the opportunity to go through the initial enrollment period where we do all the education stuff. And then even when we're doing the education stuff, you know, let's face it, if you're not currently in a medical crisis, you're kind of half checked out. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the new plan. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, uh, so we get all that. As long as I've got prescription coverage and my kid can see the same doctor pediatrician wise, I don't care. That's the, that's the bottom line of it. Most yeah. people don't. They don't pay attention to it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, we, and we get it. We, we totally understand. That's one of the things I enjoy about working and in, in, in leading this company is that, you know, our team is very empathetic to our members. And we understand that regardless of your medical crisis, whether we think it's a, a huge deal or not, you know, we know it's important to you as the member and we know uh, and, and we're going to respond to that, react to that and try to solve that as, as quickly and as you know humanly possible. We've had talking with member services because I've taken claims for them to go, hey, you might want to call this member. And the members just be absolutely surprised and and thrilled because we called the checkup on them. Nobody else has. Right. Probably in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, they just, oh, I didn't even know, you know, you guys care. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, and we do. I mean, we we really want to do that kind of proactive care. All right, Virginia, any other thoughts before we close up for the day? Off the top of my head, no, other than stay healthy and be well. Take care of yourself um, because bottom line, it's, it's, you need to. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of A Pulse of Healthcare. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks and I'll be talking to more of my staff. This is Dr. John McCormick. Have a nice day.